Hello there, everyone. Welcome. Um, I, think, I think we're all uh, we're all here, getting everyone on stage. Um, so yeah, welcome to the Umami meeting. Excited to get 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 the background uh, to hear about uh, your, your governance proposal and your partnership. Um, yeah. So uh, if you guys want to start, introduce yourselves, um, or just yeah, launch right into the protocol and the TO and everything is best. Yeah, we can do some quick uh, quick intros first. That sounds good. Um, Please, Fox yeah. and Riku, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, so um, I'm Riku. I'm the product or project manager for the Umami and Arby's team. Uh, I've been working with them for say, like a month and a half now. And uh, yeah, excited to be here. Thank you so much for giving us the time to spend the time with the team. And uh, you all hand it off to Fox. What up, y'all? Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, I am a biz dev at Umami. I also work on policy stuff. Uh, I've been a long time Omi. Some of y'all might know me from like some threads I've made on Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, in general, I'm just like a complete degenerate, and I'm pretty excited about uh, this potential partnership with Olympus. Cool. And um, this is uh, this is DeFi Alpha, and I head up marketing and investor relations for uh, for Umami. And, you know, been with you guys also for, for about a month. It's been an awesome ride. So, yeah, really, really excited to, to get to know you guys more. I think Puffin's introducing himself in the AMA questions text channel. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, it's, it's good to have some coverage there. Uh, switch back and forth. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I'd love to get get the background on on the evolution of Umami, like what it was, what it is today, and then before we launch into the, the proposal. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy to take that. Uh, Rika, did you did you want to start? Uh, yeah. So we're an Arbitrum native. Uh, we started off with some auto compounders um, with Arby's Finance, and then uh, branched out with uh, initially 0 to ohm, which started out as an ohm-like protocol um, on the Arbitrum network. And then we've since rebranded to Umami uh, in preparation for this partnership, as well as a lot of the different partnerships that we've been working on. Um, and yeah, uh, Deepai, do you want to go a little bit more into kind of how uh, we differ? Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. So um, as, as Riku said, you know, yeah, we were we were built uh, using using a fork of Ohm, but really what what we've ended up um, you know building with that we we think is is pretty differentiated, and and we're really the only protocol doing what we're doing on Arbitrum. So just kind of a quick overview of us. You know, we we don't describe ourselves as a reserve currency protocol. That's that's not our strategy. Um, we are. We see ourselves, you know, the, the way you'll, you'll hear us describe ourselves is as a market maker and liquidity provider on Arbitrum. And, you know, our strategy is really based around partnering with other projects, you know, obviously, you know, very interested in working with Olympus DAO and helping them scale their liquidity um, on the Arbitrum network and, and really, you know, providing kind of a pretty crucial sort of core infrastructure function, both for our partners and for 
Arbitrum um, as a whole, you know, by, by onboarding liquidity, rapidly scaling it, and, you know, thereby kind of helping build out the, uh, the entire Arbitrum network ecosystem. And so, you know, maybe, maybe just to kind of flag a few high points and we can talk about more details um, as, as we go on. Um, one pretty significant differentiator um, for us is that we, we hold a different basket of, uh, of assets in our portfolio than I think a lot of our peers do. So, so we, we hold a more risk on um, basket because our, you know, going back to our core strategy, we want to hold the assets that we can use to build, you know, the, the most in-demand liquidity pairs on Arbitrum or that we can, you know, deploy to fill gaps on, on the network um, and sort of provide liquidity where it's needed. Um, and, you know, through doing that, instead of sort of the reserve currency model that you might hear other forks talk about, you know, we, we leave that to, uh, to Ohm, if you will. But, you know, we, our, our strategy is much more about, you know, this, this idea that by kind of very tactically deploying our, our treasury assets, you know, across the network and performing this function, we're going to get above market returns to to our treasury and benefit our holders that way. And so, you know, with that in mind, that's why we really, uh, you know, actively are, are interested in, you know, partnering with, you know, someone like Ohm that, that has that, you know, very sought after, um, you know, widely known reserve currency with a lot of utility, which then kind of complements, you know, very much our our basket of treasury assets and that we can, you know, deploy across the network, you know, through a lot of geo-impaired LPs um, and, and execute on, on what we do. And, you know, maybe the, the only other thing that I'll add, at least for, for now, that, you know, I, I think Riku, you know, alluded to, which I think is pretty important and interesting about us, is that, you know, we have, um, we, we were created, you know, by Arby's Finance, and, we, of course, it's the same team, so you're still hand-in-glove, relationship with them. And Arby's, you know, continues to to roll out new projects. And, you know, just as, you know, sort of we see Umami playing this role of filling liquidity gaps across Arbitrum, Arby's is, go- is building new projects that fill out um, gaps in sort of DeFi functionalities across the network. So we're probably, I think as soon as next week at this point, we're going to be um, rolling out through Arby's a collateralized lending protocol. Um, and, you know, the way that we think about it is that, you know, as Arby's continues to roll out new projects, you know, that creates more opportunities to sort of generate, you know, new utility, you know, new use cases for Umami, for GOM, um, you know, more opportunities to deploy Umami's li- liquidity, um, you know, as we continue to, to scale the, the Arby's platform. So we think that that's a really winning combination. And, you know, Beyond that, we we really because we're so sort of we're so bullish and so excited about Arbitrum, and we want to be stewards of the ecosystem. There, we have partnerships with um, a lot of interoperability protocols. So we we work with Synapse, um, we work with um, Mover Network, and these guys actually help sort of actively onboard new assets from across chains onto Arbitrum. You know, in many cases to be bonded into our treasury, but. You know, the, the, the idea is that, you know, as, as we continue to execute on what we've been building, we're going to have this pretty full suite of infrastructure, you know, starting with bridging to onboard new assets um, to the network and then, you know, going through Umami, which will, you know, bond and build the LPs, 
and then we'll have this sort of complementary suite of DeFi projects that can you know, generate more utility, more use cases for the assets that we have. So, you know, that's that's our kind of rough vision and model. And yeah, excited just to talk with you guys more about it. Thanks. Yeah, I'd also like to add that uh, we're trying to, we're pretty bullish on Arbitrum in general. You know, it's good tech. Um, so our goal really is to scale alongside Arbitrum. As Arbitrum grows, um, if we own LPs of some of the most traded assets on the network, um, as that volume increases, as Arbitrum grows, our treasury, the fees that we accrue, all that stuff, that will grow as well. Um, and that's why I think I'm so excited, sort of from a high level, about the Olympus partnership is uh, you can sort of, you know, circle jerk with Arbitrum and Olympus itself uh, to ensure that, A, we own a lot of the Olympus uh, paired LPs on Arbitrum, and then B, that because of that, Olympus itself will become a, sorry, own the token, will become a highly traded asset on Arbitrum, and we can help it achieve that eventual goal of becoming a reserve currency. Let's go ahead and dive into one of the questions from the chat. Um, it was already kind of answered, but maybe you could do over voice as well. So do you want to explain the sort of AMM DEX portion of Umami? There's like questions, you know, is this like a separate DEX? Maybe you want to kind of just explain that a little bit. Do you want to address that, Fox? I, I know you've been sort of on the on the forefront of a lot of our talks with with Dexas. Yeah, I, I know he, he said he was having some Wi-Fi issues, so you know, I'm sure he'll be back on. Um, I mean, so so to be clear, I mean, we we don't have um, a, a Dex ourselves. That's not sort of part of the model so far. We, you know, currently we've deployed um, LPs to SushiSwap. Um, we, you know, we're in talks with, you know, a number of projects and, and could end up, you know, uh, deploying assets to other DEXs. And we have, we have been in talks with, you know, DEXs um, directly about, about closer partnerships down the line. I mean, I think, you know, there's sort of interesting potential, you know, conceptually for, you know, something like an OmiSwap on, Arbitrum just to make, you know, own liquidity, you know, that much more accessible, which, you know, would, would work for us because we obviously are big bonders of GOM. Um, but, you know, just to be clear, we, we don't operate a, de a DEX currently. Fox, do you, uh, do you want to add to that? Sure, sure. Although I actually missed the question. Would you guys mind repeating that? Yeah, no problem. We were just sort of chatting about, you know, Umami is locking up liquidity and, you know, is there, like, what DEXs were you using? Did you guys have your own DEX? Just what the general strategy was there. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think DeFi pretty much covered it. Uh, we're in Sushi, sushi Swap right now. Uh, we're also farming MIM on Curve currently. Um, yeah. That's, uh, we're actually talking right now about Potentially adding balancer LPs, mm -hmm. uh, which is a different type of LP than the typical sushi swap. Mm -hmm. um, but these are just sort of ideas we have. I think for the near future, we're we're just sticking to sushi swap. Yeah, I mean, maybe the only other thing I'll add on that is we did just uh, bring on a team member who 
has a background in, you know, uni V3 and, you know, hyperactive management and is going to be, you know, kind of more actively focusing on, you know, how do we, how do we manage these, you know, LP assets that we have to kind of maximize returns and to get, you know, as much, you know, liquidity out of them on the Arbitrum network as possible. So I think that we're going to be doing a lot on that. But yeah, I mean, basically right now we're just sort of working with the, the major DEXs on the, uh, on the network. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, sounds like a pretty good clarification there. It's sort of locking liquidity as a service, right? And it does this cross DEXs. And as you said, pretty good idea to like filling gaps and um, also lowers like, I guess the cost of needing to have incentives, right? To maintain that li liquidity in the long run, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, that that I'm just glad that you said that because I think that's that's an important point, and maybe it segues more into our our um, RFF, um, you know, before we we expected to. But the the lock liquidity is is a pretty key value add um, for Umami. Um, you know, I think obviously the issue with you know bootstrapping liquidity through through other mechanisms is that you know, incentives are, are costly. And, and if you're just renting liquidity, there is this question about what the long-term return on that investment is going to be. And, you know, what, what works for us, you know, for our model, but also benefits, you know, any, any partners who sort of want us to actively bond their, their assets is that by, you know, coming in and locking in that liquidity, you know, there's now a permanent supply of capital, um, which we then, you know, as, as we just talked about, deploy to the DEXs on the network. And, you know, that's that's beneficial for us, you know, as opposed to, you know, other other models for generating liquidity, but it also just helps stabilize um, liquidity on the network for, you know, whoever we are sort of actively bonding and building LPs around. Great. So maybe, that, yeah, maybe we should segue into the proposal, uh, which I just dropped in the chat for, for those who hadn't seen it. You know, it's been up. Um, just a, a request, you know, a request for comment has been up for 10 days um, on our forum. It's gotten some great engagement. Um, would love to hear, I guess, like the summary or the highlights, you know, the way you guys think about it um, from the Umami team. Uh, you know, maybe see your reaction to some of the feedback, and um, then we can open up to the community uh, for questions. Great. Yeah, I can provide like a quick summary. Uh, we actually have a, a written form of the summary at the bottom of the uh, proposal, if you want to just read it out. Um, but our current plan basically is sort of what DeFi was saying, which is that the overall goal is to lock up GOM liquidity. Uh, Proteus incentives and incentives in general are great for bootstrapping pools. Uh, as we've seen, I think the GOM ETH pool on Arbitrum is like 5 to 6 million right now. Um, but we want to make sure that that's locked up. So in a year from now, there is like bountiful geom liquidity on Arbitrum. Uh, and so to that end, we had a couple proposals. Um, a is that we will start, we currently have 20 to 25% of our treasury in geom. Uh, we're going to commit to keeping at least 25% of the treasury in both geom and geom liquidity pairs. Uh, primarily, at least to start GOM ETH. Um, in exchange, so Umami will provide 1 mil in Umami tokens to Olympus DAO itself. Uh, and this will be in Olympus's treasury. 
uh, and then we're asking Olympus to pair that with one mil in Geo for some, to, to start up some Geo Umami liquidity on Arbitrum, and then we'll start opening up bonds to increase that. Um, beyond that, which is beyond that, uh, we're going to at some point swap our current liquidity pair, which is paired with MIM for Geo. Um, currently, we're using MIM sort of out of necessity. MIM is, I'm pretty sure, the, the most liquid pair on Arbitrum right now. There's like 150 million in liquidity on Arbitrum. Um, so that makes it easy for people who are just bridging over to swap their ETH into MIM and then grab some Umami uh, with minimal slippage. We would like to move off of MIM for, uh, you know, <laughs> a variety of reasons. Um, and we think Geom's a great pair for that except uh, we want to make sure that people switching into Umami aren't eating a lot of slippage as they come in. Uh, as they buy and sell Umami, we don't, want, um, we don't want too much slippage for them. So to that end, we've said that um, once Geom ETH has 20 million liquidity, we will swap our current primary pair, which is Umami MIM, for Umami Geom. Uh, and that would mean basically just market buying Geom and then executing an OTC swap with Olympus DAO. Uh, we could also set up like just a market buy of Geom on Arbitrum, uh, but that would take a couple days to execute, and it, it would be bad for um, us to have no liquidity for a couple days. Uh, yeah, I think that's generally sort of the overview of, of our request. Mm -hmm. um, we, we also talked about grabbing some um, Proteus incentives. So we'd ask for 15% of Proteus incentives to go towards Umami, or rather the Umami Geom pair, just to bootstrap that. Um, I think Jala actually mentioned to me that incentives are great for bootstrapping, but if the liquidity pair is already built up, those incentives might not be necessary. So we're definitely flexible there. Yeah, and to add some, a little bit of color in terms of, you know, that's our request and what we're going to do with that GM, I think, too. Um, just pointing to, again, uh, building out additional DeFi protocols, uh, like the lending protocol coming up. Um, that's what kind of we aim to do with the RBs team, right, is build out these protocols where you can utilize uh, GM and integrate some more utility across the network, uh, ensuring that Geom is the most liquid token on Arbitrum. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of our strategy um, in terms of why we would even want to see liquidity in the first place uh, between that pair. Yeah, that's. Um, I feel like you guys have really covered it. I mean, maybe the only other thing I'll add, just kind of going back to um, moving out of the the MIM pool and, and into Geome um, is that, you know, we, we obviously want there to be sufficient ETH Geome liquidity for us to do that. But, you know, one of our biggest projects over the next couple weeks is going to be, you know, actively bonding a Geome ETH LP ourselves and, and deploying that on the network. So we, we want to play an active role. In, in scaling liquidity for that pair, um, we're I believe we're going to launch the, those bonds next, you know, imminently next week at, at the latest. And you know we partner with you know for example Mover Network is is a bridge aggregator that's about to deploy in 
you know, instant, you know, one transaction cross-chain swap feature, and they're actively promoting Umami and its bonds um, to, to their users. So, you know, we're building out kind of these channels to pull in, um, you know, assets that, that we want to actively bond, such as that Geome ETH pair, and, um, you know, thereby hopefully be able to make a pretty, pretty big contribution. So although 20 million um, sounds like a high number, you know, our, our expectation is that we're going to play a pretty big role in, in getting, getting to that level sooner rather than later. That's awesome. So I guess to summarize from my perspective, like the benefits to Olympus are that, you know, um, we establish a relationship with a strong and promising partner taking Geom to help like, establish like, strong liquidity rails for Geom on Arbitra um, to provide utility uh, for Geom through other products that are being built and also uh, help re-denominate their, their protocol for Geom by swapping out with the Geom and then that pool. Uh, so pretty compelling from my perspective. Um, I'd love to get some thoughts uh, from the community uh, if people have any questions. Like, I don't see anyone lined up now or um, I didn't see questions in the, um, in the channel, but if anyone has anything, uh, like, please would love to hear. Yeah, um, so I actually do see someone asking about like why Arbitrum, and I think Puffin did kind of answer it as well, just the kind of history behind the um, the project being that you know, the team or some of the devs started uh, some auto compounders related to some other projects already on Arbitrum at the time. Um, and then it just kept kind of growing, right? Um, and only only saying that to say that uh, versus the other rollups, right? Uh, another thing that I've kind of discovered while building on Arbitrum is that the EVM compatibility is, is a big sticking point uh, when it comes to building out DeFi pro protocols um, on these chains, right? I think there's a lot of hype around ZK rollups, and um, the fact is, is that like you can't really build some of the DeFi protocols that you would otherwise on Ethereum um, uh, on those rollups. But you can, like today, with the testnet and uh, the network running live um, with Arbitrum. So, you know, right? Like that's kind of the difference. And then, um, yeah, I think in terms of why uh, we want to keep growing it is because, you know, there's a lot of infrastructure that doesn't already exist on Arbitrum yet. And so we've uh, identified that opportunity and kind of started building out that infrastructure so that when people kind of realize that, hey, like, I can uh, take the uh, benefits of the Ethereum network, just bridge it over to one of the L2s, still get the same benefits, and do the same DeFi stuff that I would have on Ethereum, just with a lot lower freeze. Um, once people start making that realization and start adopting Arbitrum, because um, it's already live, there's already stuff that you can do there uh, versus the other options that you know don't have much of that infrastructure laid out. Um, you know, I think it'll, it'll be nice when people realize that it exists, and uh, you know, Olympus is already there, Umami's mm -hmm. already there. Um, just silently building and uh, waiting for people to realize and start adopting. But yeah, I'm really excited about uh, what we can do uh, on these rollups because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that is really exciting on Ethereum as well, you know, with the NFTs and GameFi. And I'd love to kind of build those functionalities or at least start laying out some of the infrastructure for that uh, ecosystem to start building on the Arbitrum network as well. Um, yeah, it's just Ethereum with faster fees or 
faster transactions and lower fees, right? Indeed. Uh, so, I saw a question um, in the chat about optimizing um, responding about like, are we going to take strong steps in improving communication for Mommy? Um, and I, I do think that's like a, a pretty big part of it, right? Is that oh yeah, I, I, I laid out the benefits to to Olympus, so the way I see them. Um, but I think you know uh, beyond like our support, I think um, you know I think one of the key benefits for Mommy is is that community engagement and and you know uh, partnering with us hopefully uh, brings that. I don't know, is that how you guys see it? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, so there's a lot of different parts of that. Do you, did you want to say something? If, if you had a thought, no, no, go go ahead if you had a thought, and then I'll, I'll chime in as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in terms of improving community engagement and, um, I guess, what kind of incentives I wonder you're talking about, but I think with our community, uh, the three pillars of just, like, a good project include the community and then, like, the devs and the brand. I think all of those kind of flowing to each other in a circular pattern, but it kind of starts with the community where all the talent is sourced, right? And I think um, as we move towards more of a DAO structure, it's going to be more and more uh, prevalent. Um, but yeah, you, you can't fork talent. You can't fork a uh, good community. That's good. Um, let's see. Sometimes the questions go unanswered for our Discord. Okay. Yeah. So I think as we're growing, right, this is still part of that same uh, question, but I think uh, as we grow and the devs are starting to kind of focus heads down on building stuff, right? Um, and we, we kind of have been adding more community managers. Uh, so I think it's really a matter of growing and setting that structure for more of the community to also contribute in terms of, uh, you know, managing the community or helping us organize. Um, and, I, and I see like the devs and the founding team as part of the DAO too, right? Rather than being this kind of centralized entity that ultimately gets to decide what happens. Um, I think at the growth level, at the beginning stages of a, product, a project like this, uh, that's kind of the way that it goes, just so that there's some leadership. But I think as we go more towards of a DAO structure, uh, we add more processes and avenues for people to start helping with community management, with uh, some of the more um, things that the team itself is taking on as a responsibility. I think we'll see more of the, the, the community engagement improve. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, I think it's just a matter of improving on our side. Yeah, I, to I totally agree that sometimes we see questions and we haven't uh, gotten to those questions immediately. So I think that's something for us to improve. Uh, but yeah, we'll grow the team as well to kind of try to uh, help with that as well. So thank you for yeah, giving us that feedback. Um, but yeah, as, as well as in terms of um, stuff, stuff that we're doing to engage the community, like uh, otherwise, we've been working on like a, uh, some projects like our community waifu um, project where we've been uh, working with these two like amazing illustration uh, artists on creating like our own mascot. So we started off kind of as a uh, jokingly with uh, the zero to character from um, like an anime called Darling and the Franks and we all love that she, she was our darling but we had to kind of shed that old um, kind of name and brand but we also kind of wanted to keep uh, our old kind of mascot around so we've been kind of working on our own uh, intellectual property our own waifu um, to kind of add to our brand as well going forward because a lot of our community members kind of miss her and so 
you know, we'll have more memes, we'll have more uh, just fun in general as well. Uh, yeah, in terms of community engagement, that's kind of what I have to say. Um, I mean, maybe the only thing I'll add. I mean, overall, you know, as as um, Puffin said in the in the AMA questions chat. I mean, we we have always had really strong um, community engagement, um, you know, with with Umami. Um, you know, I, I think we've sort of I've been pretty happy with just the output of you know kind of creative, totally community driven memes and you know other forms of you know content and just sort of general general kind of public uh, facing enthusiasm you know on Twitter from uh, from the community we have and you know lots of folks have volunteered to support the project so you know I, I we're really happy with that and I think you know kind of going back to um, a value add you know from oh more than anything you know I think as as we've expressed you know where we are arbitrum bulls and we also see ourselves as just sort of being stewards of that network and, and I think that you know there's a lot of exciting bullish inflection points um, for Arbitrum kind of coming up but I, I think that you know Ohm's migration to the network is, is just one more you know catalyst for, for continuing to sort of drive interest and enthusiasm and just kind of expansion of the ecosystem that they have there so you know, I think more than anything, maybe the biggest benefit is just, you know, we we have a great community. We have a really engaged community. And, um, you know, we'd like that community to keep getting bigger, right, um, along with, you know, the whole of uh, the whole of the Arbitrum ecosystem. And, you know, I think that we want to do what we can to support OWN because that, that just really helps promote, you know, the entire um, growth of the network and, you know, potential people who can get involved with Umami. Um, yeah, so I think that covers it for me. An interesting question in the chat also, and I, I encourage anyone who wants to hop on stage to let us know. Um, you, know they, you know, it was mentioned in the proposal uh, about it kind of acting like a sandbox for Olympus, right? And, and part of that is you guys introduced this lock staking mechanism. Uh, so the question was asking about the lock staking and, and earning like, rewards. Um, I think you've also introduced like uh, earning rewards like during the vesting period for bonds as well. Like, how do you guys uh, see that? Because I thought it was actually a really interesting yeah. part of the proposal. I'll I'll head that off, and then I'd love to to hear from you know some of our, our other folks as well. But yeah, we're we're really excited about Marinate. Um, there's sort of a couple. Marinate is what we we call our time lock staking option. Um, and so there's kind of a couple different points to, to hit on. So, you know, first of all, you mentioned the, the sandbox, and, you know, that's something we really want to emphasize. I think one of the really cool things about our strategy and our, our position within Arbitrum is that, you know, because we're a little bit unique, um, we do have a differentiated model relative to other Ohm forks, it can make sense for us to try new mechanisms of raising capital, for example, um, you know, that that might be sort of tailored to us. And then if they do work, they, they could, you know, see mass adoption by, you know, Olympus Dow or, or others, you know, but obviously we've got a, you know, close relationship with you guys, so we would sort of share our experiences and feedback. So, you know, I think that there's just an interesting opportunity there for us to kind of, you know, go out and, and experiment with things, um, you know, that make a lot of sense for us and, and then share that with, you know, with you guys and, and you know, with, with others as well, and, and just sort of see, you know, what what sort of iterations, you know, are are most uh, successful and make sense for kind of different different protocols and their strategies. So, 
you know, marinate, though, what we really like about it and, and sort of why it makes sense for us. You know, again, we're, we're not a reserve currency. We're much more focused on the the value add from our treasury itself and, you know, the types of assets that we're bonding and the way that we deploy it. And so we, we really thought it made sense to give our our holders, you know, a more direct, an option at least, have a more direct form of exposure to the growth of our treasury. And, you know, so what, what Marinate does, you know, for, for those who don't know, we take a portion of our bond fee revenue. And for, you know, holders who want to time lock their stake Dumami, um, you know, in exchange for committing to a time lock between two weeks and six months, they get a claim on, you know, a portion of our bonding fee revenue, which, of course, you know, grows um, as, you know, Arbitrum and our project, you know, continue to take off. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's kind of an equity-like stake in, in the growth of our, our treasury. So, you know, we, we like that that kind of links the, the tokenomics for holders with the underlying strategy of our protocol. We also, what we really like is, you know, we've kind of since the beginning, you know, tried to make very clear that because we're differentiated, because we really um, care about kind of long-term success for our project and, and Arbitrum um, as a whole, you know, we've, we've tried to develop a strong base of sort of committed long-term holders, and we thought it made sense, you know, why not create an offering that, that recognizes them for, you know, their, their commitment to the project and, and rewards them accordingly. And, you know, we only rolled out Marinate three days ago, um, four days ago, and we've gotten more than 30,000 um, umami time-locked now through the marinade function, most people choosing to time lock it for six months, right? So, you know, we, we really just love seeing that kind of demonstration of, of commitment to the project. I mean, that was happening kind of during peak market volatility, and, you know, everyone was still happy to go, you know, all in for the longest possible time lock duration. And it also, you know, I mean, this is a bit of an aside, but some feedback we saw in the RFF was, you know, maybe concerns about, People using Geome as exit liquidity for Umami, um, which is understandable that that would be a concern. But you know, we're just really happy. I mean, this is you know, sizable chunk of our holders just locked up for six months on top of you know other voluntary time locks by our whales earlier. So we were just uh, you know, we we feel like this really it was nice to see how committed people are to just you know holding you know even to the point of being able to commit to a six month time lock. For the project, it's a really interesting point about the the exit liquidity, right? I mean, I think it's in many ways, right? Strengthening our partnership makes it less likely that there's a need for exit liquidity, right? Um, and also, you know, if people, would you rather if, if the goal is to help own, and if our goal is to be account repair and a trading and a base liquidity asset for all of DeFi, um, I think we want to serve as entry and exit liquidity for people, right? So <laughs> it's not a bad thing necessarily, uh, but we want to be the asset that people are trading into and out of um, across across the entire ecosystem. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if we have any other questions. Yeah, um, uh, I saw one in chat earlier. Please, yeah, go for it. Yeah, kind of speaking about liquidity. Uh, Coinvert asks, do you feel our, and by our, I think he means Umami, uh, do you feel our liquidity might be too high for the current market cap ratio? 
Um, so I was actually just looking this up. We are about 25% of our treasury currently is liquidity. Uh, I think Olympus is, let me just check. It's just under 0.2, so, you know, 20%. Um, I think in general, our goal is to provide more liquidity on Arbitrum as a whole. Um, and I think to that end, we will be taking or intaking LP bonds for the most part. Um, but especially with this Olympus partnership, we'll be expanding um, towards Geome LPs and more to that point towards LPs that aren't within our own token. Uh, so the prime example is Geome E. Um, and in that way, we will ensure that our treasury is being built up of sort of productive assets aside from our own umami paired LPs. Um, so to sort of directly answer your question, I think liquidity is in a good place right now, but I agree that um, 0.25 is kind of, we wouldn't necessarily want to go too much higher than that. Uh, rather, we'd like to intake other LPs such as Geome ETH uh, to sort of decrease those ratios in our treasury. Got it. Yeah, and we all think about a lot of the same policy issues, um, and that's like we, we, we keep a keen eye on that as well. Um, and I'm sure IRC is laughing on the like talking about lock, lock staking as well. Like, you know, like everyone from the own policy team is PTSD. We like spend a lot of time thinking about it and watching very closely like how it works out for you guys. I think it's like a really interesting experiment, and like it sounds like it's pretty um, encouraging initial results. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, what did y'all think about uh, time locked? Because I, I I slightly remember some chatter about Olympus itself doing time lock a, a while ago. Um, what did the DAO think of that in general? Oh man, I don't even remember now. <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> uh, there was there was a lot a lot of analysis done, um, and there was a proposal I think made to the community about it. Uh, Trying to remember. Um, yeah, I I think at the end of the day. Like, I'm, I'm not sure that we believe it would accomplish like what we were hoping for it to accomplish. Um, but I don't know, IRC, do you have a better recollection? I, I kind of buried it. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> it's almost PTSD at this point. Uh, yeah, we really dug in, and um, it wasn't that we were against it. It was more, I think it kind of came down to this idea of, um, the three three mechanism being like opt in and sort of keeping it pure at least at the time where you know it was about the game theory of of you know stakers staking and working together to you know keep the price high so that the protocol continued to thrive and I think we kind of went with that and there was a ton of data analysis at the same time you know we we compared um, it, you know we got as much data as we could from other protocols that were doing lock staking or just locking in general I mean obviously curve is is like big boy as far as that goes and you know I think it was just sort of the takeaway was maybe not the best idea at this time um, we were also sort of working through the different options right for, for locking like do you give the individuals a higher APY do you do perhaps something like what you did where some bond revenue is, is fed to these, stake, um, these locked stakers you know there's quite a bit you could do and we're seeing um, I think also squid now does this and so it's definitely interesting to see other uh, only like coins do this this locked mechanism, uh, but anyway, <laughs> there you go. That's that's what I remember from it. Uh, it's very very long DAO conversation. 
I don't think we, we iced it forever, just more of a we'll see we'll see at a later date what we feel about it. Got it. Well, yeah, we're happy to experiment for y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward. Sounds good. Does anyone want to come on stage and vibe or, I don't know, the uh, Yvonne team, anything else you guys want to discuss or talk? It's a shy crowd today. Yeah, pretty low key. Um, I can riff on one question I had in my head. Did uh, did you want to maybe talk about some of the other um, like uh, market options that Umami is going to be like giving to users? Like you mentioned the borrow and lending platform. Maybe you wanted to talk about that sort of thing a little bit. Describe maybe what it'll function like when it's released. Maybe Puffin might have an answer. Check that out, but, um, <laughs> sure, and if that's too much output, it's no problem. But I mean, we can we can talk about it on on a high level as well. Um, Rika, do you do you want to give an overview? I'm happy to. Um, otherwise, uh, Austin, just like a quick overview of uh, the lending protocol and how it will function. Yeah, do you want to do a high level? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a high level. I mean, basically, you know, we we have a pretty good relationship, you know, as we've mentioned, um, pretty collaborative with the um, off-chain labs devs, and, and they've kind of pointed us towards, you know, different functionality gaps on, on Arbitrum. And, you know, one thing that I think that we know the network could benefit from is, you know, more in the way of, you know, borrow and lend options on the network. I think that, you know, there's talk of some migration of, of some projects um, onto Arbitrum, but, you know, there, there are limitations for all of them. And what, what we'd like to have is, you know, a pretty expansive set of, you know, options for posting different assets as collateral and uh, then being able to borrow against them. And, you know, that's that's something that I think, you know, Arby's Finance would have rolled out kind of under under any circumstances because it's such a, such a good value add for, for the Arbitrum network. But the potential for complementarity with Umami is, is pretty cool because we can, you know, as you might imagine, we can sort of center our, um, you know, Geome and, and also Umami assets, you know, as, as some of the, you know, most desirable options for postings collateral um, for the protocol. You know, at least that's, that's sort of how, that's, that's my understanding of how we've been thinking about it. And, you know, so that generates, you know, more utility for Geome, more utility for Umami um, on the network. It sort of fills this big needed DeFi gap, which, you know, I think is going to see a lot of um, just user uptake on Arbitrum. And, you know, now that I've been talking, we uh, see a uh, comment from uh, Ox Puffin, who's really been kind of grinding on, on developing that um, for us. So, you know, I think I think we're targeting launching it very soon, um, potentially as soon as next week. And I think that's going to be a pretty pretty good inflection point just for, for Arbitrum's DeFi ecosystem. So we're very psyched about it. And I also think that more generally we're trying to spot gaps in Arbitrum. It's a pretty new roll-up, uh, and it is a little bit, um, I don't want to say a ghost town, but it, it's sort of, there aren't like key building blocks that you might find on something like Avalanche or uh, Mainnet itself. 
Uh, so we're actually, we have an open line of communication with Offchain Labs, the team behind Arbitrum itself. And we're just trying to spot gaps and where, you know, we have a pretty fantastic team that's committed to Arbitrum. Um, and the lending protocol is just one of many, hopefully, that we will release and sort of uh, as we expand our empire on Arbitrum itself. Yeah, I think yeah. that's actually a great, a great point. Um, just about like the fact that it's not necessarily a ghost town, like you said, but there's a lot of white space and opportunity. Um, I think both for for Umami, that also is like a huge opportunity for, um, uh, you know, like there's not a ton of liquidity, not a ton of like uh, uh, missing some key protocols there, and and with this, um, you know, can help build that liquidity gap and um, some of the other gaps there while Umami is building up a lot of these protocols that are really good synergy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we can see sort of in the eventual goal of Olympus of being reserve currency, um, Arbitrum can be where it starts, right? If it's the most liquid token on Arbitrum, supported by the Umami Treasury, meaning all that liquidity is locked up, um, sort of the easiest route for tokens on Arbitrum will be to be paired with Geom, uh, which is you know, a great way to sort of test out the, the goal of Olympus of being a reserve currency. <laughs> Looks like Puffin's dropping off uh, any <laughs> AMA questions, but yeah, I guess someone asked in private DM if Geome will be compatible with the lending protocol, and uh, it will. So, you know, there's existing lending protocols that typically let you borrow off of uh, stable coins and other assets. Um, and this kind of gives us a freedom to uh, disutilize other assets such as ones like Geome um, or Umami um, or staked Umami and being able to, you know, leverage off of those um, coins that you have and then while yielding off of them, still be able to invest in other things and utilize that liquidity um, elsewhere to, yeah, you know, the 9-9 strategy. Maybe the last thing I'll, I'll just add quickly, that just because I think it's sort of a cool feature of, of Umami's model, you know, so if basically kind of to, just to build on the points everyone else has made, you know, if, if there's white space, we have Arby's Finance, which can, you know, quite quickly, you know, because we have you know, four, five awesome, you know, devs that can build these um, really great protocols, you know, quite, quite fast, we can quickly build... Um, a new project and then deploy it to fill that white space. And, you know, that's, that's great for, for us and for the ecosystem. But, you know, also at the same time, we, we've been seeing, you know, just sort of to the point about why we're so bullish on, on Arbitrum, we've been seeing a lot of other um, projects, you know, recently sort of my, um, expanding to the Arbitrum network as well and filling some of those, those gaps. And what's cool for Umami is that in either case, Umami and, you know, its, its partners, the assets in its treasury, benefit from that because, you know, if, if we build it ourselves, that's obviously great. We can center, you know, geome liquidity um, in whatever we build. We can center Umami too. Um, but, you know, if a new partner comes on, that's, that's just more DeFi functionality on the ecosystem and, you know, more opportunity for us to, you know, build partnerships. You know, we're sort of this gatekeeper for locked liquidity, so people are very eager to talk to us when they come on the network and, you know, we can integrate, you know, geome liquidity um, that way, you know, with sort of a, a third party that, that moves onto the network. So, you know, we're seeing more and more of that migration over to Arbitrum and, you know, we're sort of winning either way by either filling that white space directly or, 
you know, being happy that someone else is is filling a, a gap because that's that's a partnership opportunity and that's an opportunity to deploy liquidity. Hello. Hey, we have our first brave soul, JJ H11. Please, the floor is yours. Cool. I think um, while you set up your audio, I think it's not working at the moment. I did want to just quickly answer the uh, question in the chat about whether the team works exclusively on Mami or do we work on Arby's and other new protocols for Arbitrum. So Umami, um, which was zero to home previously, was built out of the RBs team. Um, and, you know, there's some devs working on uh, Umami. There's some devs working on RB stuff. Uh, so just like a DAO, there's like other contributors um, constantly growing and adding to the team. Uh, so, yeah, we work not exclusively on Umami, but also RBs and other new protocols for Arbitrum to answer your question directly. But, uh, yeah, let's see, JJ, is your audio working now? Okay, I don't think it is at the moment. We're out of the game. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you can uh, let us know if your audio is working and invite uh, someone else up here. GPX, come on down. So just invite him. Um, there's a question about are we hiring one or two waifus? We're going to hire one for now. <laughs> but, you know, we can always commission another one. So, yeah. Actually, we did commission two of them, so in reality, we'll have one Umami-chan, but maybe we can have another one. But, yeah, we'll see. Show us the sketch. <laughs> I'll drop it. Oh. Oh, there you go. Your audio works. Hello. Yeah, hey. Hey. So I, I realized that crypto.com finance have a direct withdrawal built in already Arbitrum, Ethereum. And uh, considering Arbitrum is so new, I'm wondering what attracted Crypto.com and Binance uh, to, to add that feature so early on. Yeah. Maybe they know something we don't, mm -hmm. or maybe we know something they do, right? Yeah, I mean, I can massive, bri massive bribes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, we we saw that as well, and I mean, that's just uh, we're I, we take that as you know, pretty pretty bullish for for Arbitrum. I mean, I think that you know the key is is that you know Arbitrum, as as Riku mentioned, it's already you know the sort of fully EVM compatible you know network that's that's vastly cheaper than. Um, than Ethereum to transact on, and even if it's lacking some DeFi functionalities now, you know, for for Crypto.com, I mean, for trading purposes, there's still a lot. I mean, you know, there's a, multiple DEXs set up. SushiSwap has a lot of liquidity, so it makes a lot of sense that you know, sort of retail traders who maybe don't want to spend 
$100, you know, on gas fees on mainnet would like to come to Arbitrum and, you know, they can swap into, into many of the same assets. I'll say that I've actually used that functionality uh, um, from crypto.com to, to go to Arbitrum and, and, you know, trade there. So I think it makes a lot of sense um, already just given, you know, the existing functionalities there. Um, and I think it's, again, it's kind of this, you know, circular thing that's just really good for the network because, you know, Binance and Crypto.com linked to Arbitrum um, to take advantage of what's already there brings in tons more assets, which just creates more incentive for new protocols to migrate over there and start providing more functionalities, you know, helps us scale up faster. So, you know, I think that's one of sort of many recent really cool signals that we've seen uh, for Arbitrum. I think we, we as a team just kind of like to look at it holistically, thinking there's kind of like an L1 versus L2, or L1 versus L1 versus L2 war going on right now. Um, there's a lot of people transacting on Solana. There's a bunch of people select, uh, transacting on Avalanche, like a bunch of L2s. Um, Ethereum has security, I think, right now. Like, ZKs are also going to be... Um, kind of crazy when they work and they have EVM compatibility. But right now, right, in the middle kind of transitory period, um, there is Arbitrum that works right now as an L2 rollup, and with Nitro coming up, those fees will go down, what they estimated, close to like 50% lower. Um, they're already pretty low, and then once they're that much lower and you get the same security and you get the same kind of on-chain analysis that you get with Ethereum um, versus, I don't know, like, uh, exploring blocks on Solana is not that fun, in my opinion. But um, once you kind of see that user experience, and uh, yeah, once you know there are the things that you can do on the network, uh, I think people will kind of flock to wherever you know the new fun shiny thing is. And once people realize that you can just build that new shiny thing on uh, Ethereum at a fraction of the cost. Um, some pretty cool, like, you know, game five things or other functionality will be built uh, and will already be here kind of supplying liquidity, so. Yeah. And, you know, actually, Riku, because you just sort of brought up ZKs, I mean, I think that, I, I know that you, you addressed that with some really good insights earlier, but I do think that that's worth um, flagging because, you know, we don't, the way we think about it, at least, you know, we don't see this as, you know, some sort of winner-takes-all competition between, um between Arbitrum and the ZKs, you know, we we think that, you know, first of all, Arbitrum is, you know, it, it, because it's already a functioning, fully EVM-compatible network that can do all of these things, and it's so much faster and cheaper than mainnet, it's quickly developing an ecosystem. And I, I think as we've seen, you know, once a, uh, a network really develops a rich ecosystem with a lot of functionality on it, it gets some staying power. Um, and with Nitro, Arbitrum is going to be just, you know, very affordable, very fast, you know, very secure. So, you know, we think that, you know, it's going to build up and it's going to be there for, for the long haul. And, you know, we want to be part of that. Um, and, you know, ZK, ZKs, I mean, they're still, they're still in testnet in terms of sort of EVM compatibility. And if they, you know, take off and are successful, I mean, that, that's great too. And, you know, I don't know how much we've gotten into this, but, you know, we are, we, we love Arbitrum. We're, you know, here to stay. We are, you know, an Arbitrum native project. Um, and we're not going anywhere, but, you know, we've talked about, you know, cross chain expansion. So staying on Arbitrum, but then also, you know, having outposts elsewhere and, you know, replicating this model elsewhere. 
as something that you know we're we're really open to and excited about. So you know, let's just say hypothetically, if you know zk sync or you know some other um, you know exciting new rollup um, takes off and you know has a lot of functionality that it's capable of you know hosting on on its scaling chain. I mean, I think we would love to you know talk to talk to you guys see if there's an interest in you know us helping kind of build out that liquidity structure um, infrastructure and um, you know expanding um, some of our partners like Geome you know to to new chains as well so you know it's it's kind of all upside for us and you know I, I think Arbitrum is is going to be around for for the long haul because it's already developing all those cool functionalities now Thank you. Thanks a lot. Take care. Have a good one.